Good morning, good morning, listeners. I've got a good word for you today. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Maria. Now, Maria, she is as strong as a tower in a storm. She's smart. She's patient. She's calm. She's understanding. And she is very, very, very much appreciated. Also want to give a shout out to Olores. She's out there baking cookies in New Jersey. And I tell you, those that receive them are going to be very happy. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have called me and I acknowledge that calling. In those quiet moments before this busy day unfolds, I will seek your guidance. Give me the wisdom to know your will for my life and the courage to follow wherever you may lead me today and forever. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. I urge you who have been chosen by God to live up to the life to which God called you. Whether you realize it or not, listeners, God is calling you to follow a specific path that he has chosen for your life. And it is vitally important that you heed that call. Otherwise, your talents and opportunities may go unused. Have you already heard God's call? Are you pursuing it with vigor? If so, you're both fortunate and wise. But if you have not yet discovered that God intends for you to do with your life, keep searching and keep praying until you discover why the Creator put you here. God has important work for you to do, work that no one else on earth can accomplish but you. The Creator has placed you in a particular location amid particular people, placed you in a unique opportunity to serve, and He has given you all the tools you need to succeed. So listen to His voice, watch for His signs, and prepare yourself for the call that is sure to come. God's call is an inner conviction given by the Holy Spirit and confirmed by the Word of God and the body of Christ. Amen. Pray with me. Father, let me be a faithful servant who strives to do your will. And as I do, let me find contentment and balance. Let me live in the light of your will and your priorities for my life. And when I have done my best, Lord, give me the wisdom to place my faith and my trust in you. Amen. John chapter 10 verse 9 says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will come in and go out and find pasture. Listeners, 
Where do you find contentment? Is it a result of wealth or power or beauty or fame? Hardly. Genuine contentment springs from a spiritual spirit, a clear conscience, and a loving heart like yours. Our modern world seems preoccupied with search for happiness. We are bombarded with messages telling us that happiness depends upon acquiring material possessions. These messages are false. Peace is not the result of our acquisitions. It is the result of our disposition. If we don't find contentment within ourselves, we will never, never, never find it outside ourselves. Thus, the search for contentment is an internal quest, an exploration of the heart, mind, and soul. And you can find contentment. Indeed, you will find it if you simply look in the right places. And the best time to start looking in those places is right now. Contentment is possible when we stop Striving for more. Uh oh, powerful words. Contentment is possible when we stop striving for more. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be back in just a moment. Good morning. Sometimes in life, our blessings come early. Sometimes they come later, but they always come and they are always on time. Keep praying, have faith, ask, believe, and wait because miracles happen. Healing hugs, be blessed today. Amen. And nothing is more precious than being in the present moment, fully alive, fully aware. Good morning. Have a blessed day. Amen. And now reading directly from the Bible, my Charles F. Stanley Bible principles. It is talking about the value of diligence. Listeners, you've probably heard the saying, the early bird gets the worm and sharp as a tack. But have you ever considered that both describe a character trait that the Bible says is vital to any successful venture? That character trait is diligence. Frequently contrasted in the Bible with laziness, and procrastination. The Hebrew language uses word pictures to illustrate diligence, dawn, and knife, thus portraying an individual who is fully awake and alert, the early bird, and whose skills are sharpened and honed, 
sharp as a tack. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 4. Listeners, we can't spend our time daydreaming, nor can we wait to get started until all conditions look absolutely optimal. In the morning, sow your seed, and in the evening, do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper. Either this or that, whether both alike, will be good. The lazy man is always dreaming and wanting, but never willing to pay the price of perseverance. Thus, he comes to frustration and emptiness. Yet a diligent man is a satisfied man. Let me say that again. A diligent man is a satisfied man. Before the Apostle Peter listed the character-building blocks of faith, virtue, knowledge, and self-control, he exhorted his readers to apply all diligence in acquiring them. Such qualities are not found in superficial Christians. They take root in one's character only through the steadfast application and pursuit. The overriding motivation for the cultivation and attainment of diligence is not material gain, but the urgency of our Christian witness. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, said Jesus. Night is coming when no one can work. Our pilgrimage on earth is brief. A diligent believer alert to every opportunity to share Christ and make him known will have the greatest influence on the kingdom of God. Time is precious, listeners. We redeem it for his purposes as we remain diligent in our work, our study, our witness, our purpose, our prayers. The awareness of God's presence energizes us for our work. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pray with me. Dear Lord, I will guard my heart against the evils, the temptations, and the distractions of this world. I will focus instead upon your love, your blessings, and your Son. Amen. Dear Jesus, because I am your disciple, I will trust you. I will obey your teachings, and I will share your good news that you have given me life abundant and life eternal, and I will follow you today and forever. Amen. On some days, it is hard to be cheerful. Sometimes, as the demands of the world increase and our energy sags, we feel less like cheering up and more like tearing down or more like tearing up. But even in our darkest hours, we can turn to God 
and he will give us comfort. Few things in life are more said than a grumpy Christian. Christ promises us lives of abundance and joy, listeners. But he does not force his joy upon us. We must claim his joy for ourselves. And when we do, Jesus fills our spirits with his power and his love. How can we receive Christ, the joy that is rightfully ours? Well, by giving him what is rightfully his, our hearts, our souls. Then, and only then, can we share his joy and his message with the world that needs both. Amen. God's word is clear. We are to guard our hearts above all else. Yet we live in a world that encourages us almost to do otherwise. Here in the first 21st century, temptations and distractions are woven into the fabric of everyday life. And as believers, we must remain vigilant. We must resist the devil when he confronts us and avoid those places where the devil can most easily tempt us. Every day, listeners, you are faced with more choices than you can count. You can do the right thing or not. Today, the world office offers countless opportunities to let your guard down and thereby we make needless mistakes that may injure us or our loved ones. So listeners, guard your heart by giving it to your heavenly father. It is truly safe with him. Lord, I will guard my heart against the evils, the temptations, and the distractions of this world. I will focus instead upon your love, your blessings, and your son. Amen. Remember, Jesus walks with you. I hope you will choose to walk with him today and every day of your life. Jesus loved you so much that he endured unspeakable humiliation and suffering for you. How do you respond to Christ's sacrifice? You have to take up your cross and follow him. When you place your hopes squarely at the foot of the cross and place Jesus squarely at the center of your life, you will be blessed, guaranteed. If you seek to be a worthy disciple of Jesus, you must acknowledge that he is always first. So listeners, pick up your cross today and every day that you live, you will quickly discover that Christ's love has the power to change everything. The power to change everything, including you. Amen.
stay right there. We'll be back with some more inspiration. Oh, just so many messages. Always, always. I love the Lord. Listeners, faithfulness is a high calling. And you and I will have our reward if we serve well. So hang in there while doing good deeds and serving others. We are in this Christian life for the long haul. So yes, it's nice to be recognized for what we do, but that's not always going to happen. Our focus is on serving as representatives of Christ, sharing his love and concern and provision, not personal recognition. As women, we're in unique positions to reflect the softer, gentler side of the faith in the Lord. We can show how kind and generous hearts, tempered by wisdom and strength, come from God. As we serve, we reflect his unconditional love. What an awesome, awesome privilege. When all is said and done, one of our rewards may be praise, but the greater reward is being faithful to follow our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Pray with me. Lord, my ego likes it when people praise me for something that I've done. Remind me always to give you credit. My gifts and abilities to love and help others come directly from you. Amen. A loving heart is at the core of caring for others. When a friend sins, it's okay to hate her sin. In fact, that's a biblical principle. But we're to continue love we are continue we are sorry to continue to love the sinner unconditionally. We are not to rejoice in another person's suffering or downfall, being glad that she got what was coming to her. Oh no. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And here's a little checkup that you won't want to find in your doctor's office, but it could go a long way in keeping you spiritually healthy. John chapter 13, verse 34 says, love one another period. Ephesians 6, 18 says to pray for one another, period. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 encourages us to respect one another, period. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says to comfort and edify one another. How is your heart, listeners? Are you living these biblical mandates? Gaze up to heaven and pray with me. Father, it is so natural to be petty, to be glad when someone who seems high and mighty is brought down but that is not your way, Lord. That is not how you love. I want to love unconditionally and purely, just like you. 
Show me how. Show me how, Lord. Amen. And then, from trusting God day by day, we know that God's perfect timing is to be trusted. And Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3, but these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. It seems slow. Do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. So just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. We are to trust God's perfect timing. I'm sure that you're like most people. You want good things to happen in your life, but too often you want them now, not later. All of us listeners tend to feel that way, but when the good things that we desire don't happen in what we consider to be a timely manner, we are tempted to ask, when God, when? Most of us need to grow in the area of trusting God and shrink our focus that is on the when question. If your mind feels worn out all the time from reasoning, then you are not trusting God. I spent a large part of my life feeling impatient, frustrated, and disappointed because there were things that I didn't know. God had to teach me to leave things in his hands. And I finally learned to trust the one who knows all things. And I began to accept that some questions may never be answered. We prove our trust in God when we refuse to worry about anything. Joyce Myers is good. Let us repeat. We prove our trust in God when we refuse to worry about anything. Trusting God often requires us not knowing how God is going to accomplish what needs to be done and not knowing when he will do it. We often say God is never late, but generally he isn't early either. He uses times of waiting to stretch our faith in him and to bring about a change and growth in our lives. We learn to trust God just by going through the many experiences that require trust. By seeing God's faithfulness over and over, we gradually let go of trusting ourselves and we place our trust in Him. Amen. If you want peace, you need to trust God with the when and how he will move in your life. Amen. First Corinthians 13, 4, love endures long and is patient and kind.
Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Pages are sticking together. <laughs> Acts chapter 432. Now the company of believers was of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything which he possessed was exclusively his, but everything that they had was in common and for the use of all. James chapter 1, verse 27, external religious worship, that is religion as it is expressed in outward acts, is pure and unblemished in the sight of God the Father. To visit and help and care for orphans, widows, the sick, in their affliction and need, and to keep oneself unspotted and uncontaminated from the world. Amen. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold peace and remain at rest. Amen. The Bible is our tool to use, listeners. All of these scriptures, all of these sayings, all of our instructions are in the big book, the Bible. So during the rest of this holiday season, should you find time, take time to pick up your Bible and peruse through it. Going into the new year, you will be so happy that you did because it will have you anchored and grounded and just sitting straight up and ready for the Lord's direction. Thank you for coming to pray with me today. Come back tomorrow. We'll do it again. We just got these blessings started. Keep going. Bye for now. <laughs>